No one wants to get fucked Ursula. That involves tentacles. I know. What we were looking for is, what is the opposite of standing next to an elephant with diarrhea in a hurricane? Ooh, yeah, give him some tusks. Dead ringer. 69. What about Potsy in pajamas? What do you think Potsy wears for pajamas? Blizzies and blizzies. He might have even been like a secondary character in Cockwork Orange. I'm curious. <laughs> the angle here is if you're any other race, Papa John, because he's a fucking racist. Listen, listen, listen. Can I not get the Swedish chef as my quarterback? Like, everyone's giving Jeff Saturday all this credit for, like, winning his first game as the Colts head coach. And, like, first of all, he beat the Raiders, who are fucking terrible. And, like, second of all, like, basically he was just like, I don't know why you guys don't just stop starting this Sam Ellinger guy. Yeah. Like, this isn't, like, a game-breaking decision that I'm making to just start Matt Ryan over this fuck. Yeah. Look, Matt Ryan may not have what he had. We we spent a while dogging Matt Ryan. It's one on of this your show. one of your hot takes. Your your initial was, that we're going to review. Yeah, it's one of my hot takes. Fully cooked. Fully cooked. That's what you said. I did, and uh, in fact, I stand by that Matt Ryan is in fact cooked, but is still a better option than Sam Ellinger. I was, I yeah. said that take not thinking they would ever be so bold as to be like, you know what, fuck Matt Ryan. Let's go with this guy. Fuck you. Well, I mean, they also. <laughs> also fired a quality head coach, replaced him with a guy that's never coached in the NFL or college, who then also immediately appointed an offensive coordinator that's never called a play in the NFL. So, And they want to know so far. The direction of the Colts is Batting a open for debate. Batting a thousand so far. So that just seems like winning culture to me so far, Nick. Yikes. They've set a winning culture over there, obviously. They want to know. They're feeling good. Can we... Uh... Can we turn, turn my headphones up? Turn my headphones up! Turn your headphones up. I want to hear that, Dave. Can we get a, the clip of Dave Chappelle doing that? Yeah, to the turn my I headphones can't hear you. up. I turn my headphones up. Yeah, I got to solve the new place to download stuff. So I just haven't done the research Fuck. yet. I got to put in the legwork. I know I'm due. I've been a little, uh, uh, have not put in the legwork. I'm due. I'm due. Glad you've got your bucket of coffee over there. Feeling very Jim Campbell. Uh, Dan, Dan Campbell. God damn it. Fuck. Jim Caldwell. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. mashing. Man, why did the Lions fire Jim Caldwell? I don't know. He was above 500 and went to the playoffs twice. They, like, what the fuck is the problem they here? I thought they were going to get Jeff Saturday, I guess. <sighs> that was the most Lions-y thing in the world. He's the most successful head coach the Lions have had in the 2000s. And they were just like, nah, you're out of here. Peace. Peace. We can do better. And then immediately went and won, what, three games the next year? Who did they hire immediately after that? Do you recall? Uh, what's his dick from the Patriots with the beard and the pencil? Matt that Patricia. Lo- yeah, that looks like yeah. Adam. Adam, yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's just <laughs> Adam. If Adam had be- went the football coach route, just Adam. That guy totally looks like well, maybe Adam. Does Adam look like him, or does that guy well, look like Adam? I mean, like he's Adam? older than Adam, so he Adam looks like him. That's how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's an the age. The younger thing. person looks like the older person. Yeah, I think so. I think age wins the precedent. What if you're doing this? What if you're? Do you remember? Like, what if you were saying like this guy looks like a walrus? Do you still do it by age? Like, 
Is it, you have to refer him to a specific walrus well, of age? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to be like, the walrus looks like Adam. Not to say Adam looks like a walrus. He's just the person in my Right. Now. Craig like, Stadler, however, does look like a walrus. I don't know who that is. It's a golfer that looks like a walrus. Sweet. Yeah. There's a golfer that look looks him like up. a walrus? Look him up. Just, just Google right. Craig Stadler. See what he looks like. I, Why I, are you I, doing it on your phone when there's a fucking laptop in front of you? Because I can type faster on my phone than I can on my fucking laptop. That's even more insane. It is. I've got the swipe text thing, though. I don't oh. have to lift my You should be able to type on a keyboard faster he than you He does swipe. look like a walrus. I know. Wow. Yeah, I suppose, like if you put a wall, if you put a mustache, or yeah. like you thickened the mustache some of the tusks. walrus. Ooh, yeah, give him some tusks. Dead ringer. Dead ringer. As a matter of fact. definitely looks like a mustache. <laughs> he does. He looks like a mustache and like a walrus. I don't remember anybody named Robert Prince coaching the Lions last year. Do you remember this? Robert no. Prince? No, I do not recall that. The way that this reads is that the Lions had, oh, I'm sorry, not last year, in 2020. Like, it, this reads like the Lions had three head coaches in 2020. Like, they fired Patricia midseason. Did we just have two different interims? And then Daryl Bevel, like, was the interim, but then whoever Robert Prince is, he coached for one game. Oh, you know what I bet that is? I bet our interim got covid that's probably not terribly far-fetched. I'd be willing Seems to bet the reasonable. interim got COVID and this Prince fella had to step in and cover a game. Do you know the Lions also had a coach named Potsy Clark? No, but that's now my second favorite piece of Lions trivia. Potsy Clark. Potsy. No, scratch that. That is now my new favorite piece of Lions trivia. 53-25-7 in 85 regular season games. Dog, if only any of our coaches could live up to Potsy. What's more impressive, that the best Lions coach ever is named Potsy Clark, or that they somehow tied seven games with him as coach? Seven ties. Seven ties. Well, Potsy plays the long game, dog. A tie is better <laughs> than a loss. Potsy's here to get results that are just not losses, whatever they may be. I'm trying to figure out when. It's the Potsy way. Uh, Prince was named acting head coach December 24th, 2020. Here it is. Yeah. Interim head coach Daryl Bevel had to quarantine due to a COVID outbreak. Well done. Good call. Nice. I was like, one game in 2020 feels like there's one result that leads to that. Especially for a coach. Like a player, it's like, yeah, an injury. Sure, whatever. A coach, it's like, yeah, like, yeah. In his... Your boy's a scientist over here. In his NFL career, uh, Robert Robert Prince has a scoring differential of 40 points. Oof. Only coached one game. One game he ever coached, they lost 47-7. to Ouch. Who, who did they lose 47-7 to? Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, good Tampa Bay. On too. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Oh, God, I do remember that. Yeah, that was awful. Robert. I was like, why are the Lions? Yeah. Oof. Where's Potsy? That's what you, you need to take a... Where's Potsy? To a, a Lions game that says, Where? We want Potsy. <laughs> we got to start playing the Potsy way again. The Lions also had a coach whose name was Harry Gilmer. Like almost Happy Gilmore, but not quite. It was Harry <laughs> Gilmer. Harry Gilmer. George Potsy Clark. George Potsy Clark stopped coaching in 1936, at which time he was replaced by. Earl Dutch Clark. Unbeknownst if they're related. to Dutch. Both Clarks could be related. Could be one of those situations. (laughs) Could be relatives. 
Earl, now this is even better, Earl Harry Dutch Clark, sometimes also known as the Flying Dutchman, and the Old Master, was an American football player and coach. Basketball player and coach. Versatile. And university athletic director. The Harry Dutchman? Harry Dutch. Good old Harry Dutch. Harry Dutchman. That was the ship that sank in Pirates of the Caribbean before the Flying Dutchman. The Harry Dutch? Yeah. The Harry Potsy. The Harry Potsy Dutchman. That one sank in the the prequel. Once that one comes out, we're going to hear about how Davy Jones took down the Harry Potsy. God damn. That's a that's a riveting tale. It's a tale I want to tune in for. It's good. It's going to be the best one. It's harrowing. Harrying. Harrying? Mm-hmm. It's a hairy situation. Do you want to talk football? Dude, we could talk football. We've been well, prattling we kind of on. been talking football. We, we've prattled on for 11 minutes now. and yeah, This was that, football. Well, we don't need to like air my like my work schedule conversation. We can cut that out, I yeah, tend to think. True. Yeah, yeah. No, parts of that will get cut. Not sure why that was even recorded. Well, no, I don't think I got that much of that. I think I started pretty <laughs> quick thereafter, but maybe I've got all that, too. I don't know. We'll find out. Fuck. Some of this will be in the bloopers. Some of this will be in this very episode. But I'm Derek Weber. Derek. Derek. That, right across from me in the underground here, is Nikki Sager. Hey, Nikki, cover Winkler in bees. The Lions also had a Monty Clark that was their coach in the late... Late 70s and early 80s. The Clark lineage Monty is strong Clark. in Detroit, it turns of, out. <laughs> Potsy, Dutch, and Monty. That sounds like a fucking like, 1960s go? detective show. Or a really weird law firm. Oh, yeah. I don't know about a detective show. There's really like three detectives. There's like one detective. That's like the guy. Maybe yeah. like Potsy is like the gumshoe. Ah, oh, and then or, or they're like treasure hunters. Now we're talking. Yeah, that, I was gonna say game show host. Potsky, Dutch, and what? Monty. Mo- Monty, Potsky, Monty. and Dutch. Yeah. What order do you put those in to sound most pleasing? Monty, Potsy, and Dutch. I think you're right. Dutch has to be the one Potsy, syllable Potsy, one has got to come Potsy. last. Yeah, you're right about that. Because the and Dutch ends strong. Monty sure. Potsy and Dutch. Monty Potsy and Dutch. Yeah. Which one of those is like? If you say uh, it fast enough, it just sounds like one long name, Monty Potsy. Oh, I had that for dinner last night. Yeah, it sounds yeah. delicious. Little Alfredo, Monty Potsy. Yeah. yeah. Did you get the extra palm? Like, did they do the greater the shave? Thing? Yeah. No. The shave. Oh yeah. Well, which one? I, it's kind of. <laughs> what do you like better, shaved or grated? Ooh, that's a great question. That's a, tough that's a toughie. That's a toughie. It's not even a question. Um. Which one of the, like, we might go dangerously too far with this. If you were going to, like, oh, keep it rolling. personality, the three Clarks, like, which one would be, like, kind of, like, the goofy, kind-hearted, but, like, sort of dumb one? That's got to be Dutch. Yeah, right? Dutch is the yeah. Dutch is the daft one, for sure. Like, Dutch is the one that you're, like, if you need a, a crime solved, like, you probably don't want him. But, like, if you want to get ice cream on a Sunday, like, maybe that's your dude. No, but Dutch always finds, like, the one linchpin clue that no one else finds. Right. On accident, though, because he, like, trips over something else. Exactly. And, like, knocks a thing over, and he's like, look, under there, there's a weird, like, scuff mark. Who knew? Yeah, like, Dutch finds the piece of the evidence that you really need. Oh, my God, Dutch, you found it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's always, like, one moment, an episode where it's like, Dutch, you son of a bitch, you did it again. I should have seen this coming. 
Yeah, exactly. That's old Dutch for you. This all fits. Yeah. Dees, are you wearing a t-shirt that just has a onesie and says the word pajamas? I am. Shout out to pajamas. They're an incredible Ann Arbor-based jam band. Great for Oh, it's a band, band shirt? It is a band that shirt. That makes substantially yeah. more sense. Yeah. I just thought it was like a Dope tribute. logo, though, right? I do like the logo. Yeah, so the logo here it's like is almost a like pajama a onesie logo. that goes like right up to the collar of my shirt almost as to make it appear that my head is inside the pajama onesie on the t-shirt. The logo, yeah, the logo could be larger. It could be, well. Or your head could be smaller. I mean, my head could definitely be smaller. My head is very large, sir. It is funny that the the, the only word on the shirt just says pajamas. Yeah, that's their full I name. I like that. Pajamas. Yeah. yeah, find pajamas on all streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, all the places, man. There's oh. some dope content out there. Check out pajamas. Nice, dude. Nice plug. Dude, Pajama I'll, plug. Yeah, I'll plug for the homies all day. Good plug. Thanks, dog. All right. Let's talk football. That's a good idea. Yeah, let's talk like current NFL. So like no longer 1930s through 70s Lions coach lineage. Monty Potsy and Dutch. The Clark trio of coaches, as iconic as they are to Detroit history, it turns out, is something we can now move past. And we're moving into our two-thirds of the way through the season hot takes. Yeah, we're not two-thirds. We're like 60%. Right. I was like... Something like that. Slightly over mid-season half take. But no, but like this is good. We'll, we'll review our bold takes from before the season started. Indeed. We'll hit, there, I, there were some hits there, by There's the some way. Some hits and some misses. There was sure. a miss or two, but th- more hits. Considering that these were like relatively bold takes, I'm impressed by the percentage of hits versus misses, to be quite honest. Well, all righty then. Nice. Nick's the historian here. So I kind of looked up in my phone notes what I had went off of, but... Uh, I think Nick has more details on it than I do, so I'll let him kind of tee us off with what happened previously on Hot Takes. And if you didn't listen to that before the season, you can find that very early in our archives of episodes, right around our Gambling 101 episode. Um, And we recommend turning the volume up on those bad boys. I had the audio set pretty quiet on those episodes. Make sure to crank that audio up a bit. Like Soldier Boy. Like Soldier Boy. We crank crank that. that. Yeah. Um, And then we're going to come at you with, uh, I've got five. Second half hot takes. What about you? How many do you have? Uh, I have four. Okay, just Wait, come no, up I'm with sorry. one. I'm doing. I've got, well, I've got three surprises and three hot takes. Think, well, three three things I found surprising thus far in the season and four hot takes actually. All right, I'm I'm curious to see how you differentiate. Oh, like Wait. three things that have happened already. Yeah, that were surprising. I thought Let's that just was pause like whole... that. We'll hit that later. All right, we're doing that in a yeah, future. Yeah, we'll skip episode. that. All right, sc- scrap that, Soldier Boy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So I've got four hot takes. Perfect. And, uh, you know, I'll just wing one along the way. Yeah, just make something up. I love making shit up. <laughs> or, I mean, you don't have to. We could just do I could have five and you could have four. No, There's I'll just no make rule, something up. But you it's have fine. to. I'll All just, right. I'll, just come make up with, I'll come up with one by the end. It's fine. For the purpose of the postseason review, it would make more sense if you have the same number. Yeah, it's I fine. Do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wing a fifth one. I'll find one. <laughs> uh,. All right, do you want to start cold or hot takes that we had to start the season? Where we missed, or let's just start with where we missed. Yeah, let's start with the misses. Get them over with, and then we can move into the sweet shit. Uh, this one by you was was pretty bad, but it, it could end up, it's not going to be close to what you predicted, but it, it might not end up looking as bad as it currently does by the time the season ends. And that was the Tennessee Titans are the worst team in the AFC. Oh, yeah, no, that one's not going to age well no matter how the season finishes. Like, they'd, they'd literally have to not win another game for me to come 
even semi close. Well, that's yeah, but I mean, I have a feeling that they're also not as good as their current six and three record. Ooh, I, to I, be fair, I think that's a fair point. But you know, they still play in the AFC South. Like their path to being above five hundred and winning that division is just right there in front of them now. So I'd say it's a pretty big miss by your boy over here, and that's okay. I took I took a shot, and uh, the shot missed. They are overperforming, though. I mean, like for what it's worth, I grant you that they're overperforming. Are, yeah, they're overperforming. There are three other six and three teams in the NFL, and they're the Jets, the Bills, and the Cowboys. Believe it or not, I think even the Jets are. I think all those teams are better than Tennessee. Yeah, I think so. I think so, indeed. Yeah. Shout out Derrick Henry, though, coming back from that injury and just looking like himself again. Like, that dude's just a fucking monster. Good for him. So that was probably that was probably your your coldest take, believe it or not. Yeah, I'd say that was my coldest take. Yeah. My coldest take. <laughs> this is ice fucking cold. And I'm ice kind of confused cold. because, like, I feel like the way that I broke it down in terms of predicting this to possibly happen, was, like, not off from the way that the season has materialized outside of the fact that it was totally wrong. And that is Kyle Pitts will break the NFL record for receptions by a tight end. Yeah, that's a, that, that has gone so badly, man. Insanely Kyle Pitts. bad. But, like, the way that I, I came up with this idea was that there's not a lot of weapons on this offense. Marcus Mariota likes throwing the ball to tight ends. He's averaged seven targets per game to tight ends yeah. across the course of his career. And Mariota's like not like a deep ball guy. Like he's more of like a move the chains kind of quarterback. All of the pieces of the puzzle fit around Kyle Pitts having an insane year. He just had to step up and take it. So I don't know why the... I don't know. There, there's got to be a reason that I don't understand that would explain why the Falcons just don't throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. But, he, I mean, he only has 25 catches this year. So so bad, man. Pretty uh, poor. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd, I guess if you really want to break it down, the, the Falcons just have decided to not pass the ball at all, which is more so the case. Sure, but you'd think that a guy they spent that type of draft capital on so recently – you try to find a way to target him at least a handful of times a game. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, try a little bit to give him the ball. But no, no dice. No dice. Zero Pretty of those. There's big I, can, miss. I can't even roll them on the table because I don't have any dice. It's, you're trying to play craps and you only have one die. I've got zero die. I'm Nothing. like shaking my hand. It's just empty. I'm just shaking my hand. It looks like I'm trying to masturbate an air penis. You have like, yeah, you have like a sorry game piece in your hand Ooh, from the yeah. board game sorry yeah i yeah i can't that doesn't give me any numbers at all nothing all right, what uh, else did we do? here's one we we sort of shared Ooh, shared one i had uh you had bears chicago bears worst team in the nfc i had chicago bears worst team in the nfl oh yeah i remember this yeah they haven't been that so far but they're not far off yeah, i mean they're, they're bad they're three and seven but justin fields the top 10 quarterback now ah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into this too much because I'm just going to go but ballistic. Uh, behind them, the Raiders are two and seven. The Texans are one seven and one. The Panthers and Saints are both three and seven. Those are the only things that are stopping the Bears from being the worst team in the NFL. So it's not like far fetched that this could materialize. They also just traded away like their two best defenders in Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn gone those guys are gone you're fucking out of here 
offense still sucks. We had a pretty funny conversation about the fact that <laughs> one of the wide receivers they acquired in the offseason was the second best St. Brown in the NFC North. Do you remember this conversation? I do recall that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were talking about how great of a name Equinemius is, and I was like, he's not even the best St. Brown in the division. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Equinemius, still a phenomenal name. Still the second best St. Brown in the division. Yeah, right. What if there was a third? We got that part dead right. We were we were all over that one. Yeah. It's actually, it's uh, you're going to be excited by this, but one of the guys, Dark Horse, I hear, for the Packers to draft next year is actually a Potsy St. Brown. Ooh, Potsy? Well, it's nice to have a Potsy back in the NFC North, yeah. even if it's on the wrong team. It's been a while, dude. So yeah, the 1930s. It has been a while. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you-, you know what? I think that that's a generation of names that I could see some generation eventually starting to use again. Like, names, like everything, are kind of cyclical. Like, your Eugenes and your Potsies and your things like that. I could see a whole cycle of young people in another, like, 20 years that are over all the modern names. Wow. And, like, cycle back to, like, 1920s names. Dorothy. Dorothy. Gretchen. Gretchen, yep. Yeah, man, that, that that's a real possibility for our future. That I want Esther. To put, I want to have it on record now. It's on. It's on. It's, it's, it's on done. the record. It's yeah, done. I did it's it. Official. Yeah, that was easy. It's not hard to put things on record these days. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's very easy to put things on record. We could have it notarized. Fuck yeah! Really? I don't know. Any notaries out there? Verbal notaries. Uh, yeah. How does that work? Doesn't. It doesn't. Not Damn. real. All right. That's fine. Moving, Moving on. Right on. Oh, real quick, do me a favor. Well, no. uh, slide your laptop over a little bit oh. and kind of like center your microphone like more directly in front of mm. yourself a bit for me. Like right now it's like at an angle and kind of towards you. Get it like, yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, that's going to be so much crispier. Oh, that's it. That's the money That's what spot. we needed. That's the good stuff. You were sounding good before, but it'll just be even that much cleaner now. I feel great. You should. I Let's just, keep recapping. I just turned my computer off when, when, when I moved it. Oh, sweet. No problem. No, no problem worries. Here I know where we're going anyway. Tight. We each had a comeback player of the year prediction. Yeah, we do did. Do you remember this? I, I do. My, uh, mine was more in the NBA terms of comeback player. Yeah, of the I year was curious. <laughs> by, like, yours was Trevor Lawrence, who was like not even hurt. And then we tried to like work with it. And I was like, maybe getting urbanitis counts as getting hurt. That, that, I think that was the invention of the term urbanitis. It was. Fact. Yeah. Uh, mine was Saquon. Looks relatively promising, Saquon Barkley. There's comeback a, there's player a real year. crack at there it. There could I be mean, a Geno Smith comeback player of the year. Yeah, it's it's like it's got to be to me. It's Saquon, Geno, or Derrick Henry, right? Like those, are like the three candidates right now. Um, I don't think Derrick Henry missed that much time last year. Yeah, but didn't he come off like a pretty serious injury? Well, I think he missed like six or seven weeks, but then he came back and played in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. He you did know? come back and play in the playoffs. That's true. That's true. Uh, I redact my statement. Redacted. Weird, weird dark horse is uh, Nick Gates. Nick Gates is an offensive lineman for the Giants. That's like really not that great, but he's decent. But he, like, demolished his leg last year, like, broke his tibia and his fibula and needed seven surgeries. Jesus. But that's the kind of thing that, like, in the NFL, if you come back from that, even if you suck, like, you still might be NFL. You still could be comeback player of the year. Like, Alex Smith was basically that. 
Sure. Of course, he almost had to have his leg cut off, and I'm pretty sure he almost died. Yeah, Alex Smith almost died. But that being said, he also wasn't good when he came back. He just, like, came back. Yeah, and even so, people were like, fuck yeah, good yeah. for him. He did it. So it's weird that to be comeback player of the year, like, you don't really need to be the player of the year. You just have to, like, come back from something horrible. Gruesome. So, weird dark horse. Weird dark horse Nick, Nick Gates. Gates. But I feel good that. about the Saquon. You should. Should we do... All right, we'll do... I had one more bad one. Yeah, one more bad one. Get him out the way. The Cowboys are the second best team in the NFL to wear silver and blue. Ooh, yeah. That was my... The yeah. Lions will be better than the Cowboys. Yeah, prediction. that was a pretty snarky one. And it clearly not panning out for you so far. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Like, I... I also, that being said, will not be surprised the Lions rip off a few wins and wind up at like seven and ten at the end of the year. I won't either. I think that's real. I think that's fairly reasonable. Um, I mean, listen, the Lions have four games they've lost by four or less points, four or fewer points. Which one do you say? Four, four or less? Four or fewer. I four think or would be fewer. Dramatically accurate. Nice. And those four games were against Miami, Philly, Minnesota, and Seattle. Like those are all good football teams that they hung with. Yeah. Yeah, the only bad loss that Patriots won, and that was just an ugly shit, shit show game. Yeah, um, I think really the biggest thing that made me so wrong about this so far is that I didn't know that the Dallas defensive line was going to be this good. Sure, it's ridiculously good D line. I didn't see that. Ridiculously coming. good D line, indeed. Holy ho! Let's see. Uh, what did we do? What did we call well? Well, I had my Saquon that was pretty well. Uh, you had uh, Matt Ryan as fully cooked. That's yeah, which is mostly hold been up. Been pretty pretty accurate to date. You didn't predict he was going to get benched in week seven, but so it goes. Well, who could have seen Sam Ellinger coming? The fighting Sam Ellingers. The fighting Sams. He was leading the league in fumbles like by a mile. Actually, I think he's still leading the league in fumbles, and he didn't play for like three weeks. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. Maddie Ice. Womp womp. Um, I I'm not. I'm going to give you an incomplete on this one. And that Trey was Lance. Trey Lance is a full scale bust. Yeah, time will tell on that one. So incomplete uh, injury took him out early in the year, but he did not look that good when he was playing. He did not look very so, good, but yeah, incomplete is the proper grade here. We'll find out in another year. It's pretty fair. Future. I'm just going to carry that hot take into next year when he returns. It's good. Yeah, let's call that fun. a carryover. My my favorite one of yours. I don't know if you're going to be right about this or not, but I I like your level of performance thus far is the AFC West will only produce one playoff team. Oh yeah. That's actually coming together pretty well. Yeah. It was being heralded as the greatest division of all time. And my whole thing was they're a going to beat the shit out of each other and B, two of them are just going to be way worse than people thought. Yeah. And the, the Raiders and Broncos are way, I can't believe how bad the Broncos. I'm so, yeah, it's astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. I'm blown away by how bad this Broncos team is. I'm pretty much ready to give up on the optimism. Yeah, you and I gave Russ some optimism going into last week and both got burnt on that Terrible. one. And I'm fully out now. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm fully divested. They're bad, and them's the facts, Jack. And they play each other this week, so one of them has to win this week. Yeah, chalk one more well, W up. They could go all Colts, Texans. Ooh, tie it up. Potsy Dutch on that ass and tie. Ooh, the old Potsy Dutch, I think, <laughs> is going to be the new official term for a tie. Or Dutch Potsy. Potsy like. Dutch. Really? I like Potsy Dutch better. Okay. Well, we, we can we can debate that. It's fine. 
Let's talk about promising. that for 20 more minutes. Seven and two. Okay. Seven and two Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers are in second at five and four, which would actually put them tied for last in the AFC East. So you're not, I don't know. This, this could come to fruition. I think that was a pretty solid little. Yeah, there's little a real play. chance that holds up. It's as wild as that one was. Um, my other one that is actually coming together pretty good, which your your take on this was I'm excited that we have this on record so next year I can talk about how bad of a prediction this was. That's true. Was when I said that Debo Samuel would not be a top 15 fantasy wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you would be dead wrong about this so we could talk about it. Presently, uh, Debo is 26 in uh, full point PPR, 23rd in half point PPR. I so. do also remember saying that I didn't really disagree with you on it. I just thought, like, well, you, <laughs> I was just excited for the chance to talk about it. You were sort of neutral. Way. It was more of, like, I can't wait to talk about how dumb this is. Yeah. Even though you may have agreed. You were also like, or oh, we could talk about how good it is. Yeah, we'll find out. I, I, I think I was pretty neutral on that. Um, pretty much the two points. I talked about this a lot. I was kind of surprised when I played it back, and I was like, God damn, I really I went all potsy Dutch on this. I talked a little <laughs> bit too much. But... Uh, my big points that I made were that there's, there was no way he was going to get the rushing yardage again and that his yards after the catch receiving was not sustainable. And that was 8.3 yards after the catch. And both those things have pretty much materialized. Indeed they have, as that San Francisco offense has mostly looked pretty fucking rough. Well, we might talk about that more. Oh, baby. <laughs> Love a teaser. And uh, does that round out the previous hot takes? That's everything, yeah. All right, so yep. that was the beginning of the season hot takes. We now have some mid-season predictions for that ass. What are you going to throw across the room to see who goes first? Ooh, great question. What do I have on my person right I also now? I don't know what order I should. Do you want me to go, like, hottest to most Room temperature or room temperature to hottest? Should we room end with the most Room temperature to hottest. I want to end on hottest, yeah. No, okay. I want to end on hottest because I have my hottest last and I want your hottest last as well. Well, okay. So I've got this CBD vaping cartridge that I used. Christ. Well, I quit smoking cigarettes and it's been a nice little like handy thing, okay? Yeah. So we're actually going to call this the mkai side. And the nut okay side. Well, I'm obviously going to say okay. Okay, that's a pretty obvious okay. Yeah, you win. I win. It's not okay. Um, I'm going to have you go first. Really? Yeah. All right. I've got. Oh man. Okay, I would say this is the least out outlandish. Okay. Uh, and that is the number one seed in the AFC is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, wow. I'm good. Uh, despite the fact the Ravens are only six and three, they've only been losing in football games for like a little over nine minutes this year. Like, it's insane. They have had some epic collapses at the end of games, which kind of surprises me because. I don't think John Harbaugh is a bad football coach, and I think that kind of thing is usually indicative of bad coaching. I tend to agree with you, but calamity can happen to anybody. So, and uh, it's kind of cool for them to get that much calamity out of the way this early in the season. Usually okay? people named Jane. Nice. I see what you did there. I don't even know who that was. I don't, I don't either, know. but I like the reference nonetheless. Yeah. I think it was like an old cowboy that had <laughs> dysentery or something. I don't know. 
Um, six and three. A lot of good teams in the NFC, uh, AFC. Uh, Buffalo is sitting right there at six and three as well. The Chiefs are seven and two. Miami is seven and three. So Baltimore would have to leapfrog a good number of teams. Also, I think the biggest thing that makes this a questionable prediction is they also have a lot of injuries, right? Rashad Bateman out for the year. J.K. Dobbins can't stay healthy. Mark Andrews having a tough time the past couple weeks. Mark Andrews hopeful to get back on the field (laughs) this week or the following week. But they also have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. They do. So if you are willing to assume that they are going to stop blowing leads in games and they can handle a schedule that features, in order... Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. I think that there's a pretty reasonable path to them winning the AFC outright regular season. I don't know if that's considered winning the AFC, but being the highest team in the AFC when the playoffs come. I love that so much that I'm going to stamp it directly into my number five, my most my actually, this is probably more my number four, but I'll sequence it to number five just to flow nicely, and that is the Ravens win the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> solid, yeah. solid work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, so I, I'm with Nick that the schedule plays out nicely the, for them to get a lot of things right, earn that bye week. Uh, the Chiefs have a hard like the Chiefs have uh, obviously the lead over them by a full game at this point, and then there's others that you mentioned that are ahead. But all of those teams have more stiff competition left within their own divisions and harder out of division opponents left than the Ravens have. It's I, I like the I'm not sure. Well, I've got a, a Super Bowl champion as well that's not in the AFC, but I would not be surprised to see my Super Bowl champion play the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Nice. I'm excited to find out who that is. It would be a rematch. Oh, man. That makes it pretty easy, I think. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll put my thinking cap on in a minute about that. The Niners? Yeah. Jesus. Well, it was either that or the Giants. <laughs> I think the only other time Baltimore was in the Super Bowl was when they beat the Giants. So. Touche. That would have been a very scalding, scalding hot take. Scalding hot is right. Uh, you think when the playoffs come around, you think the Ravens are more equipped, uh, cool whipped than the uh, Chiefs or the Bills to make it to the Super Bowl? Um, I think that if they win the one seed, they only wind up hope like there's a chance that some of the best AFC teams can cannibalize each other before the Ravens have to play them. Right. And the Ravens could wind up playing like the Jets one week, and then the Bills or the Chiefs the other week. Well, if they if they are the one seed, yeah, so here's the deal. If they're the one seed and the Bills and Chiefs are two and three and they both win the first round of the playoffs, then they would play each other. Right. In the semifinal. Yeah, and then, like, say the Jets knock off the winner of whatever. Miami. Like, yeah, or something. Like, uh, yeah, so I just think the path there becomes so Tennessee. much easier if you only have to play – one of those guys. Yeah. That's fair. Whereas, and and it could very well end up being a thing where those two teams are two and three. Yeah. Super, like, incredibly reasonable. But I, I'm pretty heavy on it. the Ravens or the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, personally. Feels like another Mahomes year. What is... What are the what are the Ravens' odds to win the Super Bowl right now? Do you know? Oh, I, uh, I, I bet it. Here, let me look it up real quick. I've, I have it. I just don't remember exactly what it was. 
They were the fifth favorite on the list. That was another reason I liked it, is because it was a little bit down, so I got some pretty nice odds on it. I like where your head is. Uh, 49ers are plus 1,000, 10 to 1. Nice. Awesome. 10 to 1. That's my Super Bowl champ, uh, San Francisco 49ers. It was, are they uh, the second favored NFC team? The, the Eagles are 600. They've got to be. Who else would? Well, Dallas could be. What about the Vikings? The one-loss Vikings who just beat Buffalo? Fuck them. They just beat Buffalo. Vikings are 11, plus 1,100. That's Vikings fucking crazy. No, it's not. How are the Vikings less favored than the Niners? Because they're a worse football team. I don't know, man. That's it. I was with you on this Vikings thing until they just beat Buffalo. I would say if you question, Jesus, Buffalo's only plus 350 to win the Super Bowl. That's a little insane. Yeah, if you and the question, Vikings just beat them. If you question the fact that the 49ers are not better than the Vikings, then that should be the explanation as to how they are. Like, if Vegas says it's more likely than they win the Super Bowl, like, they're probably a better football team. I'm sure that Vegas is more correct about this than me. It's just surprising to me. Like the Vikes have three more wins than the Niners. I don't. I that means nothing to me. Fair enough. Record is the least indicative. No, I, I reflection of the qual of a quality of a football team. I feel you. Um, just bananas. That's this, all. B a n a n a s. The listen. The Vikings have played seven straight games that were decided by one score or less, and they won all of them. Like, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Sure, that luck runs out. Right? I feel you. <laughs> We're not going to get into this too much because I have another thing. <laughs> All right, well, we'll come back. We'll be back around to the Vikings more shortly. But I was initially, the, the 49ers win their division and the Super Bowl. Uh, San Fran is presently 3-0 and intra-division games, and they've outscored their opponents 82-30. to Hot diggity dog. In those three games. Um, one number that is... A big measure of the quality of a football team is point differential, right? The 49ers and Vikings both have a plus 35 point differential. Exactly the same. Shit, son. So I would say that to be more indicative of the fact that the 49ers are a much better team than their 5-4 and four record than the fact that they're not 8-1 and one like the Vikings are. Does that make sense? Makes all kinds of sense. <laughs> You're talking crazy logical over there. Um, I think this. I think that the San Francisco 49ers are a team that's very, very well put together to beat the Eagles. If you presume the Eagles are the predominant favorite in the NFC, which I think most people would, I think that the 49ers are built to beat a team like that. Would you say they're also built for tough? I would. <laughs> I would say they're built uh, potsy tough. Oh, man, that's even I, that might even be a higher. Potsy had way more success than the Ford family has running the Lions. Not so I'd, I'd very nice. Being built Potsy tough is way more of a compliment, in fact. Very good. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I flipped that pretty well. Correlation. Yeah, thanks. You know, I'm out here doing my doing my thing, using this brain of mine, churning out hot takes and weird jokes. Do you want me to just rip into my next one that has to do with the San Francisco 49ers as well? Yeah, you can give me the old uh, KFC double down. The Eagles, neither the Eagles or Vikings win a playoff game. 
Oh, man. 16-2 and two combined record of the Vikings and Eagles produces zero playoff wins. So you have someone getting past them for the uh, – no, I just said they don't win a playoff game. I, I corrected myself. I realized the folly in my sentence. So, like, here's the thing, right? Everyone says that, you know, the Giants aren't that good because they win too many one-score games. And there's no way that's going to maintain. Well, I tend to agree with that. But, like, why does no one say that about the Vikings? Why, why is it a different scenario for Minnesota than it is for the Giants? Unless you just assume they have a better roster, which I do. The Vikings win these one-score games in more exciting ways so they feel better to people than the Giants. I I would say that's backwards. I would say that should make it less sustainable. I agree with you in that logic, but I think that that's like the thing. When you see Justin Jefferson have like a crazy play. Fumbled snaps in the end zone. Yeah, so so much excitement happens. You're like, oh, man, the Vikes are good, baby. (laughs) It's like, no, that's, that's, that's kind of indicative of otherwise, but. Um. So I, I strongly maintain the fact that winning one-score games over and over and over and over and over again is not a sustainable thing. And it's also the kind of thing that's harder to do when you get to the playoffs because you're only playing good teams, right? You're not winning a one-score game against Washington. Like, that's not going to happen in the playoffs, right? Although it could happen against the Giants. <laughs> um, listen, Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, right? I don't think Jalen Hurts is like MV caliber all-world quarterback like people seem to have be hyping him up to be, mostly because the Eagles were undefeated until they just lost on Monday night. To right? the commies! But, I mean, listen, even though he's not great at anything, he, he's good at both rushing the ball and he's good at passing the ball. He makes relatively good decisions. Like, he's good at finding an open receiver. He's also good about knowing when to pull the ball down and take off. He's not the kind of rushing quarterback that does it too quick. Like, I don't feel like his first instinct, if there's not somebody open, is to just take off. I think he displays patience, right? I agree with that. Uh, That being said, I I kind of wonder why Philly is such a first-half team. Like, Philly blows teams out in the first half, and then they just, like, maintain that lead. Or they let teams come back into the game. And I tend to think... It's because their offense is prone toward coaches being able to make adjustments at halftime. Sure. I think that's a one fair... Could, one could also argue uh, after your scripted stuff that you got to work hardest on in practice that they then don't have stuff later in the game that they can go to. But I think these are kind of two peas in the same pod. Yeah. The other argument, if you wanted to make an argument against what I'm saying, is that you just say, well, they're always blasting teams at halftime so they don't have to play hard in the second half. Which is a... It's a reasonable argument. Although, last week when they were losing at halftime against Washington, like they didn't show any ability to come back they against a mediocre football team. The commies are mediocre? I mean, they're like the definition of mediocre. That's actually true. They are the yeah. definition of mediocre. Even their name is mediocre. <coughs> yeah, yeah, the name is very mediocre. Commanders, very mediocre. Name. Football team was much better. But it was original. It was original. I'm with it. Um, I think they're going to miss Dallas Goddard more than people think. I think Dallas Goddard is like a good third down, move the chains kind of guy to have. I don't know that they have anybody on that team that fills that role now that he's hurt. And I think when you get to the playoffs, you're only going to be facing good coaches. I mean, you're going to have probably some time to really buckle down and study a whole year's worth of film, prepare to slow Philly down. I think that's entirely possible. Um, Yeah. You know how I feel about the Vikings. I think the Vikings could very, very easily lose to the Cowboys, to the 49ers. The problem here is that 
one of them has to get a bye. And the other one might play whatever shit team comes out of the NFC South. <laughs> That's the challenge in my prediction. So basically, I'm just hoping that the Buccaneers can put it together and beat probably Minnesota. There you go. Yeah, it's uh that's actually the whole part that I've been sitting here on is No, that's not true because a division champ would automatically be the number four seed. Yeah. So it'd be a wild card team. So yeah. scrap that entirely. Yeah. So maybe it's the Giants that would have to beat Minnesota. I don't know. Maybe that's problematic. It's problematic. But it's a bold prediction for a reason, right? Nice. It's not a gimme. Yeah. It's bold. It's bold. And uh your the last two sentences of your bold prediction led right into one of my two that I have to go back to back with now, which Perfect. don't pair together, but this first one, and this is the one that I told you upstairs I was less confident or tepid in even, because oh. it would take a lot for it to happen, but I could see this happening. The Giants will miss the playoffs outright. Mm. Just an L, a stretch of losses combined with some better performances across the NFC, and here, I'll, I've got their schedule. I already know what it is. But if you want, well, to I'll, it, I'll give it to the people. You know, uh, not everyone is a raging Giants fan. Like I know they play the Commanders twice and they play the Eagles twice. They do play the Commies and Eagles twice, so it goes Lions this coming week at Dallas, home against Washington at and Dallas on Thanksgiving, which is a tough, yeah, very tough, tough one, very tough one. And then so home for Washington and Philly back to back, and then on the road at Washington at Minnesota, Christmas Eve in Minnesota, Christmas Eve in Minnesota. And then uh, home for Indy, and then finish the season at Philly. So I, here's why I would – so first of all, it's not a very far-fetched prediction. Like, I mean, it, it's bold, but it's not – I would not be floored if this happens. So I guess, like, I'm not challenging what you're predicting here. But the flip side is they probably only have to win three of those games to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like ten and seven is almost guaranteed to get in the playoffs. Ten and seven, and you're in. I agree. So there's seven. I mean, they only need to win three more games. No, it's it's literally yeah. You need. I would need them to win two or less of those. Do you think they can fuck around and lose to the Lions? I think they can fuck around and lose to the Lions. The I Lions are playing can, better too. football the last couple weeks than they have all season. I've had three conversations with people this week that are like, "Man, you must be excited about watching the Giants beat the shit out of the Lions this week," and I'm like, ah. "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, no, I I can see a world. Like I said, I think the Lions are about to go on a little tear at like the worst possible time when they're like already completely up out of it. Now they'll be like, yeah, we're going to win like four more games at the end of the year here. Yeah. And this could be one of them. This is the old win yourself out of a top 10 draft pick. Yeah. Well, luckily, they'll still get a top 10 from draft the pick from the Rams. Yeah, Super Bowl champion Rams, top blah, 10. Blah, blah. Solid. Loving that. But uh, yeah, man. That's so. That's the first one. Is the Giants will miss the playoffs. So they'll they'll win two of those games and narrowly miss the playoffs to the commies because they lose. No, that was the second half. Well, no, that's, oh, that's just, just that's just like uh, that's a little bonus. That's not even on the sheet here. That's just a bonus addendum. So that the commies with their two wins against the the commies will win both games against the G Men. So the NFC East still puts three teams in the playoffs, but the Giants aren't one of them. Yes, that's that's the follow up there. Balls. Uh, but that was one I just made up on the fly. Well, the second part of that I made up on the fly, the commies thing. And then my number three, Justin Herbert will actually be good at quarterback by the end of the year. Um Yeah, okay. 
Like, Justin Herbert will actually become relevant in fantasy and be fucking good and score points again by the end of the year. Well, let's not forget that, according to the NFL Network, he's worse than Justin Fields. Yeah, according to the NFL Network, he's now below Justin Fields. Although, if you, like, fantasy-wise, that's fine. I'll, I'll entertain that notion. Sure. But not as a fucking real NFL quarterback. <laughs> yeah, fantasy-wise, we can definitely have that conversation, as sad as that is, for your boy who drafted him, like, three times. If you are going... Listen, th- the Chargers have had a lot of issues this year Mike Williams still, is due back soon they say that he and Keenan Allen might both play this week but I'm like, kind of just like hoping it's next week just like take your time get him right right and then bring him back right right don't rush him back Jack there's a lot of things a lot of places you can point fingers at the Chargers for being five and four but like I don't like most people want to make it Justin Herbert I think that's like far from where the fingers should be pointed I think there's a lot of other things that are not pr- going well for that team that don't like, rest on his shoulders I agree on that front but when you are projected and propelled as the class like he is supposed to be the class nipping at the heels of your Mahomes Lamar Jackson tier and he's not been that at all he's been a tier four guy. He's been, uh, he's been underperforming compared to what people expected of him by any metric. I accept your first statement, but not your second. I okay. Think he's a tier four quarterback. What tier do you have him on right now? I don't know. I don't know how. It's like, what? what is tier one? Is tier one just Mahomes and Allen? Because that's probably what it should be. Maybe Lamar. Yeah, I think Mahomes, Allen, Lamar. Okay, so I what's think- tier two? Tua, Burrow, Hurts. Tua, Burrow, Hurts. Yeah, I mean, going. If that's tier two, then he's in the next tier. All right, that's fair. He's in tier three, then. That's fair. You're right. But yeah, he was supposed to be firmly tier two. <laughs> Sounds like for this is like a for, uh, we're mattress salesman. I want something in the firm tier two category. Like you're giving me like a little Soft bit of give tier three, squishy tier three. Yeah, I don't want squishy tier three performance. I want firm tier two performance. Very solid. So I I think my my neither. Vikings or Eagles will win a playoff game is probably my my most outlandish take. I have one more that's well my most outlandish team based take. I have one very outlandish player based take. Um even more outlandish than your Justin Herbert rip, but I'm going to go with my second highest one that it, it actually it it plays in to something that you went over in your full year hot takes and i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep going with the jaguars win the afc south oh man jaguars are presently three and seven three game well three and a half games i guess behind the six and three tennessee titans however listen i was talking about point differential before the tennessee titans are six and three with a negative point differential like you shouldn't give up more points than you score and be six and three that's mathematically stupid that's mathematically dumb. It, it, I mean, it just is, right? The the Vikings, I'm sorry, the uh, Jaguars have a plus 11 point differential, which is the exact same as the Miami Dolphins. That's pretty bananas. I was surprised that the Dolphins are only plus 11, but they give up a lot of goddamn points. They do points. give up a lot of goddamn points. Um, so the Jaguars are 3-7. and seven. They get to play Tennessee twice. So that helps our cause here because if they win those two games, then they only have to tie Tennessee to actually win the division. I'm comfortable just assuming they're going to pass the four, six, and one Colts. And their schedule is like not really all that daunting, 
right? I mean, they get to play the Texans. They get to play the Lions. They do get to play the Jaguars. I'm sorry, they do get to play the Titans twice. Uh, home game against the Cowboys is tough. Home game against the Ravens is tough, but they get to do that after a bye week. They're plus 700 to win the division right now. Like, that's completely worth it. Oh, fuck it. No, I, I, I like that at plus 700. That's that's a fun play. That division is bad. I still think Tennessee's overperforming, as we talked about oh, at the top end the of this. numbers say it, the same thing. It plays, it plays hand in hand with what I think of that team, so sure. Hell yeah, dog. I still am very pro Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if I'm, I'm one day I'll have to give up on this, but it's not today. <laughs> it's, not on this day. I'm still pro Trevor Lawrence as well. Jags have been very unlucky. They've just had some fluky things happen in the red zone. It's a still lingering urbanitis. In they there, were like honestly. four. Like there's still guys in that locker room that are like just haven't shaken the urbanitis entirely yet. Yeah, it lingers. It's it's a tough disease. You they need a booster. To, they need a booster. It's time. This bye week might be that booster. You know, this could be the time that Jacksonville gets right. If you can make an argument that Tua has thrown more bad balls than Trevor Lawrence has, but like Lawrence has way more interceptions. There's like this weird video floating around about all the balls that Tua has thrown that just bounce off cornerbacks' hands when there's like nobody near him. Like they're god awful passes that somehow they just like never catch. Maybe it's because he's a lefty. Yeah, it's those weird lefty spirals. Back, backwards spin. Yeah, that spin goes the other way, and people are like, oh, God, I don't even know how to catch that. Plus 700 Jags to win the division. Jags. All right. This one, yeah. this next hot take is very specific and comes in two parts. And one of the parts actually supports one of Big Nick's here's hot takes. Oh, fuck. This one is the Lions beat the Vikings to make them miss their bye week. The Vikings then lose their first playoff matchup. Mm. So, yeah, it's hand-in-hand with part of yours. But very specifically, they missed the bye week to Philly or if someone passes Philly also, all because of a loss to the Lions. That is early December, right? And the Lions additionally slide at least four spots further back in the draft from that win. Where is that game? Do they still have to go to Minnesota, or is, is Minnesota coming to Detroit? I don't even recall, to be honest. It's just a Lions W. That's it. Dub. 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 It's in Detroit. Okay. December 11th in Detroit. I like that. That You know what that's going to be? That's going to be the game that fucks a lot of people that are like still in Survivor. Oh, yeah. Right? The what? Minnesota loss to the Lions. Yeah. That's like the, what the hell? What the hell? Held on to Minnesota all this time. Do you know this is an this is insane? I, I read about this. There is a uh, the Circa Resort in Las Vegas does a million dollar Survivor competition every year, and I don't know how many entries are remaining specifically, but I know it's like less than ten percent of people that started the year. And that being said, despite the very low percentage of people that were still in. One guy had six remaining entries himself. Six. Whoa. Lost all of them two weeks ago when the Jets beat the Bills. Brutal. Like, I mean, listen, like, I would have never thought the Jets had a chance of winning that game. But, like, from a strategic standpoint, like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you put the same team on all six? Yeah. That's, that's the part that's like, why would you do that? Yeah. 100%. Bizarre. Doesn't make any fucking sense. All six. 
We're all in. The Bills are just going to beat the Jets, dude. Fuck it. See you later. Slam dunk. Did, that guy probably didn't even think twice about it. This was his most, like, yeah, slam dunk pick of the year. That's it. Click, 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 click. Done. Click, clack. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Sam. Sam. All right. That's my number two, though. It's, a, it's a, right. a whole bizarre chain of events that comes together. No, yeah. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, The Vikes... I am with you ultimately that all of this luck the Vikings have had to bring them to eight and one. I wish you would scales balance out by the yeah. end of the year. Like I wish you would have doubled down and been like the Vikings lose to the Lions and the Eagles lose to the Giants and neither one of them gets a bye because San Fran goes undefeated to finish the year. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't. But see that would require, San Fran going undefeated. That would require the the, both of those teams to lose three see, more games. Where that's the ones. This is the area you and I most heavily disagree of everything that's been said so far. You are not a pro San Fran. I'm kind of not guy. a San Fran guy. I, I don't believe in him myself. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from on it, but uh, I've got a different team in the NFC West that I'm actually heavy on. Fuck. Here's my last take. It's uh, it's out there, but Love it. it's plus seventy five hundred. Oh, this is more out there than my final one. Nice. No way. My mine is plus forty five hundred. I thought uh my I thought my last one was gonna be the most out there. Damn. That's not the way that you described it to me. Yeah, I told. Well, no, th- that's a separate thing. The anarchy oh. parlay. Oh, uh, that's just its own. That's gonna be its own bonus volcano yeah. eruption. Okay. That's a volcano. Exactly. That that's just a volcano eruption of nonsense <laughs> at the very end. Of this. No, that, I have one more could actually happen. Hot take left. And then there's a whole volcano after. So this is, it's well, I mean, it's plus 7,500 for a reason, right? And that reason is because it's incredibly unlikely to happen. But I would be comfortable throwing a couple of bucks on this at, at 75 to 1, and that is Tyreek Hill to win MVP. Plus 7,500. I mean, in nine games, he has 81 receptions for 1,148 yards. Like, he's on track to be the first receiver ever to crack 2,000 yards. He's on track to challenge Michael Thomas for the most receptions in a year ever. And I tend to think, I mean, the, the problem here is that it's hard for a quarterback to not win MVP. That's, that's what makes it hard, right? But I do think the, the sports writers that vote for MVP, whether or not this makes sense, would be more willing to vote for a wide receiver than a running back. It seems like running back has have no prayer of ever being MVP. But I think if you look at, how much better Miami's offense is. I, if I were a voter, I would be more willing to give that credit to Tyreek Hill than to Tua. Like, I think that there's no argument about the fact that Tyreek makes Tua better, but Tua does not make Tyreek better, right? So if you're going to vote for one of those guys, like you're probably going to vote for Tyreek Hill, not Tua, right? I agree with that part for sure. So in that vacuum, like the only two people that are really going to be completely challenging him for votes are Mahomes and Allen, which is going to be tough. It's going to be but, very tough. But for those odds, I like that a lot. If it's going to happen, like, he's the guy, right? Sure. I, Yeah, I like you said, especially if those record-breaking performances come to fruition, it's it's hard not to give it to him. Yeah. The well, problem is that a very serious look, but there's just, like, this unwritten rule that I don't know when this came up. Sometime in the last 14 years. Whenever the last time AP, Adrian Peterson, won MVP was, that, like, 
after that, it was that's just like, a quarterback, quarterback award, award and then the like offensive player of the year is like a not quarterback award. I think it's just happened as quarterback numbers have gotten more gaudy. Like it was easier to give a running back that award when quarterbacks were throwing like thirty seven hundred yards, four four thousand was a really good season, and now quarterback numbers are just so gaudy because of the way the game is built that it's just like it's really hard to even look at two thousand yards from a receiver. Versus 5,000 yards from Mahomes. Well, no, I disagree because 5,000 yards has happened before and 2,000 has never happened sure. before. Sure. I mean, all right. That, I mean, yeah. But if you want away, to, so 1,700, a, I guess. All right, like, there we go. Yeah, yeah, take, okay. Shave a tiny amount off sure. of that to where it's not record-breaking and it's easier to scoff at than a 5K passing year, which has happened before, but still, fe- the 5K number still feels really like, oh, shit, you did something. To me, at least. Like, even though it's now happened a handful of times and it's going to become more frequent with this edition of the 17th game, it still feels gaudy to me. Sure. Maybe it won't. Another few years from now when we're having a couple quarterbacks a year passing for 5K, or at least flirting with it every year, it'll feel less ridiculous. But right now, it still feels like a number that's an achievement. It's it's weird to me that, like, MVP is always a quarterback, but, like, Offensive Player of the Year is, like, rarely a quarterback. Like, wouldn't you think it'd be more frequent that the MVP is also the Offensive Player of the Year? I think it's just kind of become MVP is the quarterback That's of what the I'm year saying. and Offensive Player of the Year is the best non-quarterback of the year. And I guess the argument there is it's a, it's a very fluid argument, is that the most important fucking player on that team is the quarterback, right? Yeah. You can be a very good team and not have any good wide receivers. The Baltimore Ravens don't have any good wide receivers. <laughs> they sure don't. They have a great quarterback. They sure do. But that's it. Your number two or number one. That was it. Yeah, seventy five hundred Tyreek Hill MVP. That is that's a gaudy number for a guy that talented. It's I love I love the play. It's a fun play. Mine at plus forty five hundred <laughs> is the Cardinals win the West. Holy fuck! Cardinals win the West. Do you want a hot response? I do want a hot response. The Cardinals are more likely to have their head coach get fired than win the West. <laughs> nice. You know it'd be a fun thing to do? Because I've got plus 45. You know what would be fun is if both of them happen. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you bet you bet uh, an equal unit on coach gets fired, and you have one of the two extre- You have both the two yeah. extremes covered at pretty good money. Can you bet on a coach getting fired? Is that you like- can before the season starts. I don't think you can do it mid-season. Ugh. Ack. Fair enough. Matt Rule was like plus 600 to be the first coach fired, which was like a handout. Like, I don't know why I didn't bet that. Who the fuck would have got fired before him? I don't know, man. But yeah, Cardinals the Cardinals the coach. I, uh, <laughs> like Cliff Kingsbury. The Seattle story has been a lot of fun, but I don't. Th- I, uh, I could see them coming back to earth. I don't believe in the Niners like Nick does. <sighs> uh, with DeAndre Hopkins back in the fold, that's Cardinals offense looks more like itself. And probably going to get Marquise Brown back Marquise shortly. Marquise Brown coming back shortly. James Conner back. James Conner, thank you. Nick's just fueling my argument along here. I really more like it because of the price tag. They're, they're right with it. They're super within reach of it. Uh, it's plus 4,500. To win the division? To win the division. I'm like, I just like those odds a lot. Um, Your biggest, well, I mean, I don't, they're only two games out of first. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, like that's why I, that's why I like it so much is that they're they're not that far back for how big of a number that is. They play the 49ers well. Like the 49ers, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like they just match up unbelievably well against the Rams, even yep. when the Rams don't suck. That the Cardinals play them relatively decent, even when the 49ers are like lockdown good team. 
Cardinals still play them tough. I don't know. I'm surprised that's 4500 I was, too. That's, it's more because of the price tag that I like it so much. But, yeah, I was going for it. You know what the problem is? Or, I guess, well, it's the it's a good and bad thing. It's it's bad for the likelihood of this happening, but it's good for the price tag. Is they've already lost to Seattle twice. So they can't tie Seattle and win the division. They have to pass Seattle. Mm, yeah. That is tough. They don't have a great schedule, either. 49ers twice. That was just built for tough. It's Chargers, not built, it's, it's not, not built po- tough. It's not potsy tough. You think this, you think Seattle falls off? I think Seattle comes back to earth. I th- Do you think Seattle could beat the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs? Oh, they wouldn't play because they'd have. Well, maybe if your Cardinals win the division and the Seahawks are, a, or my Niners win the division and the Seahawks are a wild card team. Yeah, um, I I think a fair amount of teams that'll wind up in a playoff seed could beat the Vikes if it's like Dude, two I'm seed Vikes versus like Giants, uh, Cowboys, Cowboys, Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals. Like I, I think I think a decent amount of these matchups would be very close. Yeah, the the Vikings are a very like still feels down to earth one loss team. Really weird. I can't get behind it. <laughs> now, do you want to hear my anarchy parlay? I, you teased me a little bit with this earlier. All I know is what the the payout ratio is. Yeah, so this is a plus seven million six hundred eighty-eight thousand four hundred seventy-one <laughs> bet. I'm surprised any place would let you do this. Yeah, Caesars let me build this. It's fucking uh, Canadian. I bet I bet two dollars. My payout is one hundred and fifty-six thousand. <laughs> um, Preposterous. Yeah, pretty fun, but never gonna happen. For the record, this thing is absolute insanity. It's two bucks. It's six. It's a six-leg parlay with that type of multiplier, and I'll give you the first two teams that are favorites. So you'll then be, realize how insane the rest has to be. For are these to, are these yeah. just division winners? These are just divi- six of the eight divisions. I, okay. There's two divisions I left out because I'm just less sure of what's going to happen in them. Two of them you left out. Two divisions I left out because I was just like, ah, well, this thing was already crazy enough at six legs. So okay. I could I could have kept going and made this a full eight legger, but <laughs> uh, so I've got the Ravens minus five fifty, the Chiefs minus fourteen hundred. And then the final legs go as follows. Hang on, hang on. I want to try to guess. Okay. All right. Yeah, one has four. to be Arizona. One is. Yep. That, okay. That's the. Mo- that's the. I'll even give you the hint that that's the most extreme leg, in terms of payout, in terms of its individual payout. Chiefs, Ravens, Arizona is one. Three to go. To turn this thing into insanity. A Jacksonville. Ooh, no. That would have been sweet. Jacksonville would have. That would have been fun. Okay. Um, wait, am I dead because I got one wrong? Or do I get no, keep going. Player? I, I want to I hear some guesses. We got time. God. This is harder than I anticipated, to be honest with you. Cowboys? Cowboys also not one. Fuck. I feel like I should just give up now. Give me Giants? One, give me a, a Giants is one. Okay. Just give me a guess from each division, and then I'll tell well, you I was, how maybe many. Maybe I was hit putting too much thought into trying to figure out which divisions you weren't going to use, right? Um, um, I can't even tell you which ones I didn't use. Bears. Bears is not one. <laughs> I actually I didn't touch the <laughs> NFC North. 
that's the division you were the least sure about. The, the, the Vikings are eight and one, and the second well, best I, team is four and six. I meant I like, was. Why not I just almost, throw that in there? I didn't know. Like, would it, even at like an extreme negative, like they are, would that still add to my multiplier? Because it's just another thing that has to be right yeah. in the parlay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I, I, I should have done that. Then that's all right. Uh, Saints ain't all right. I'm doing very poorly at this. I All feel right. like we should just... We can move it along. Just it's fine. All right, so you there's only two left to reveal anyway. So it's Giants plus 900, Colts plus 1,000, Jets plus 1,100, Cardinals plus 4,500, and Chiefs minus 1,400, Ravens minus 550. I did Those want to say six, the Jets, e- but it's so outlandish. It's, um, it's very outlandish indeed. Colts are plus 1,000? Colts plus a G. The Colts have a fuck. The Colts have a tough schedule, man. They do. The Colts the, have to play the, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Chargers, and the Giants. The Saturday effect is real. Though. That's a Matty tough. Ice and Jeff Saturday coming at you. That's a tough. Hit. That's a tandem you can't mess with, brother. God, damn, that schedule sucks. When the cosmic superpowers come at you, brother. Well, wow, that makes me more excited about Jacksonville. Yeah, <laughs> with the division. That's true. Yeah, the Colts having a really tough road does ice that Jacksonville thing a little bit, make it a little easier. I like these episodes. I feel like our order of operations is wrong. We should have done the midseason recap first, but we're just going to do a 11-week recap next week. Yeah. Because I've got some excited. I mean, like, I'm going to, like, incorporate the offseason and, like, draft shit and free agency shit, so we're going to have a lot to talk about. So many things to talk about. Might even talk about pajamas. Will we talk about bananas in pajamas coming down the stairs in Paris? What about Potsy in pajamas? What do you think Potsy wears for pajamas? Do you think Potsy's like a onesie kind of guy? Well, I think Potsy's dead now. I like the, oh, he's probably dead. Yeah, a um, suit. He's wearing a nice suit. Probably yeah, he's wearing a point. nice suit in a box below ground somewhere. Back in the forties, I think men still did. Were, did men actually wear like nice two-piece pajamas, like fucking Ebenezer Scrooge, or was that just like a thing in movies? I think that that was real. For certain class, I bet I feel like that's like an upper class thing that happened, and then like poor people just like, you know, slept in like whatever they had. I, I guess if I were going to, I would probably argue that's still the case. Touche. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Poverty probably still likely. Poverty is still very real. Yeah, yeah. it's out here. And pajama approach. Yeah. Pajama poverty is a real thing. We need to talk about more. I'm excited. There's an election coming up. We need to cover pajama disparity. Luckily, the election, this, uh, the local election's over for now. So uh, no nobody brought up for a little while. pajamas. Yeah, no politicians seem to care about the pajama crisis in America right now, and I find that disheartening. P two pajama politics. Pajama politics. That's that's a quality P two. Yeah, in Sweden, it's actually referred to as pajama politics, which is weird because you would think that they would actually say both words in Swedish, but they just changed the J. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing they do. But we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Fucking uh, hot takes review and late season hot takes pew pewing at you. Tell some uh, utter shenanigans. T- tell some friends if you have friends. Tell some people about this episode. Yeah, or the show in general. Any of the above, you know. Just give us a mention. Give us a shout out. Look for us on social medias. If you don't have friends, stop listening and go find some friends. Yeah, find some friends for sure. That's and a then lonely existence. Come back. After you find friends and tell them about the show. There you go. Then listen again. Hey, new friends. Yeah. Listen to this weird podcast that told me to go get friends. Hey, new friends. Hey, new friends. How are you? 
Check us out on social medias at D2B2Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow and like and subscribe. The buttons. We talk about it all the time. Click the buttons. They're sweet. Don't push your new friends' buttons. Don't push your new friends' buttons. Be really nice to your new friends, but yeah. push our buttons. Yeah. Also, don't push their belly buttons, B2. <laughs> That's belly buttons deserves this. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. I'll belly tell you the buttons. truth. Yeah, belly buttons. I'm going to be straight up about this. If, if I had a new buddy, a new friend, and he started touching my belly button, I would not hang out with that guy anymore or girl. Yeah, not hanging out with them regardless, for but sure. But I have a very sensitive belly button. Oh, Nick's big sensey up in the belly button. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man. See, I've been friends with Nick for a very long time, and you I'm know just why? learning about his belly well, button yeah, sensitivity. That's, that's why we've been friends for a long time, is you've never tried to fuck around with my belly button. That's why we're still pals. Man, you have a low bar for friendship. All I had to do was not fuck around with your belly button, and we got well, to be friends. So far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Check out some of the other fun schniz we do here at Good Fun Media. We have, on Wednesdays, we drop Morons of the Multiverse, our Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom podcast. On Thursdays, we drop After the Laugh Track, our sitcom fandom podcast. And then, of course, every Friday, we at D2B2 Sports drop our Friday Five picks paired with Utter shenanigans. It's a fun time. We t- uh, we cut it up about our gambling picks for the weekend, and we cut it up about weird other shit that crosses our mind in the process. Nick, do you have any closing thoughts for the peeps out here? Potsy also had a sensitive belly button. <sighs> Great place to end right there. Potsy had a sensitive belly button, folks. Good night. 69, offense. He was giving them the business. <laughs> <laughs>